Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump the Night. My name is Riley Clark, and alongside me, as always, is... Trevor Johnson. And this is the 108th episode of What Goes Bump in the Night. Woo-woo. 108, motherfucker. Absolutely. <laughs> putting these episodes down and putting them away. You could almost say that we are the reigning champions. Reigning champions, best podcast on earth. Maybe. Maybe. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. I was going to say allegedly. <laughs> There's no stats to back us up. Allegedly. But there is 108 episodes now. So. It's pretty good repertoire. <laughs> but first off, we do have some notifications that we need to clear off the bing, board because they're bing, just bing, racking bing, 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 up. Bing. And one of those is, well, we apologize for not going live at Ghost to Rama. It was pretty hectic. It was pretty hectic. It was very hectic. It was super busy. We were busy with a lot of people stopping by our booth. We talked a lot. And talking to all of the paranormal friends that we had, and we were also worried that the background music was going to demonetize us and get the audio shut off. I think my brain shut off in the middle of the day, too. Yeah, and it was so hot. It was so humid. I was so sweaty. The one chance that we had to like maybe go live, we got hungry, went and got Chinese food, and all of our stuff gets soaked. That Chinese place was so good. <laughs> I ate your food. It was in my fridge yesterday. <laughs> but you just ate that? It's so good. It's still good five days later. Was so <laughs> it was like two in the morning because I couldn't sleep. And I was like, oh, oh dude, orange Chinese. <laughs> Smash. But we would absolutely love to shout pretty much all of the, the vendors and paranormal researchers that were at... This event goes to Rama. Here we go, rattle can. We're going to rattle them off. Fett's Toy Depot, Van Buren County Historical Museum, Central Michigan Paranormal Investigations, of course, Tommy Tombstone, and Randy's Real Paranormal, Third Eyed Productions, a.k.a. Living History Mysteries, Southern Michigan Paranormals. This dude was freaking awesome. He had the craziest high-tech paranormal board Shane you'll ever see in your life. was a genius. This dude insanely smart we'll talk a little bit more about that after we we'll, we'll, off. we'll get back to that uh jack's thick witch kevin's custom craftsmanship his knives were freaking awesome his He's a blacksmith. Was right next to us um he was really cool great lakes burn camp fairy tale creations gula gula geeks barry brickery who's an author he wrote the silence uh unrestricted radio of course the lucky wolf which was the like the venue the hangout spot i essentially it's a playhouse but it's more like show up hang out do what you will with at the place it's a cool place it's really cool we don't have anything like that around here uh haunted mitten podcast phase little dreams air cobra of course for coming out and absolutely having the heaviest metal set i think i've ever seen in my life it was like listening to led zeppelin (laughs) but this this time of year it was awesome is it awesome so happy with it uh and of course like mindless adventures jj's adventures uh who are, there's so many people we freaking met at this 
Ghostorama, of course, Danny for putting on the event and basically organizing it. Yeah, everybody that was affiliated and involved, thank everybody super, super, super much because it was fun as hell. Yeah, and Danny probably did the best lead group investigation I've ever for been about on 25, in my life. 30 people, yeah, it was pretty good. It was like for it was how very, many people were in this it was very investigation? Like he did a great job of for people that are new to paranormal to understand why investigators do things the way they do them. Yeah, the venue was too small to make groups up. So we just stuck together as a huge group and we did some teaching. We did some investigating with certain tools like the spirit boxes and then everything you see pods, us use. Things like that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rad. We had one weird thing happen. It was weird. I had the REM pod sitting next to my phone. And my e-cig ended up in your pocket. Yeah, that was weird too. <laughs> the entire night, it never went off. And it just randomly hit once. That's it. And the, just once. The, we had it on the setting where it was like an inch away from it. But nobody was that close to it. Everybody was like four or five feet away from it. And we were like, what the fuck? Yeah, a little girl's voice kept coming through the spirit box too. Like the same exact mm-hmm. voice too. Over a course of two hours. Yep. We got answers to questions basically from the ovulus is that what that was the thing that was like yeah they weren't really making too much sense though so the marriage one was funny where he's like were you married trapped yeah (laughs) (laughs) super funny but it was like is that a coincidence is that real but then again let's go let's let's circle back a little bit and talk about shane's honestly the most intuitive ghost hunting tool i've ever seen and he made it himself so this board that this this brilliant man created had ion detection it had a geiger counter it had um an emf thing it had infrared light yeah ultraviolet light trigger so spirits could i can't even remember everything that was on the board yeah it, it was full of everything that you would and then it use. took all the data and turned it into analytical data you can physically in a spreadsheet see. so you could get baseline readings and he and designed see. all the yeah, software and, he, and, he, and everything. everything it was the coolest thing i've ever seen in i my probably life. talked to him for like an hour about it because i was like this is amazing and then he he made me aware of a lot of really smart tactics to take the human element out of ghost hunting so you don't get a lot of the hoopla where it's like i heard this word well i heard this word why don't we try something different to where it's like if we can get a connection between multiple people that don't know what the question was and answer the same thing the same way so they you know what i mean like an emf that way because emfs are hit or miss because some people want to hear what they want to hear i liked his experiment with the cards where the cards was very smart like bike or shelf and then he would number it yeah and he would say what's on card number 43 and And it would be a bike on the back yep but he wouldn't say what's on the back he would just show the card Mm -hmm. and then you could go back and then be like okay number 43 it was bike or he would have any audio come through that's relating to a bike like stuff like that or like he would uh do emf sessions and he would only do one card at a time so he'd be like you know like do an emf burst be like all right i have a card here it's got a word on it can you say the word out loud and then he would say 43 and then you go back and listen to it and be like okay i asked this question about number 43 look at his cards all right it's it's bike did it say bike in any anywhere in this evp burst no maybe yeah if it does it's 
Pretty and then realistic. he has his machine to go back and look to see if there was any abnormal fluctuations. And the cool thing was it stores all of it on its own. It also can do live readings in in his computer. He's got a spreadsheet that shows all the levels. And he likes to set it like a day before at the spot. So it gets the baseline. So it sits for a full 24 hours. So it yep, has a so natural like baseline. HVAC kicks on, it picks it up. When people turn lights on and off, it picks it up. And then... He has a webcam on it basically all the time so he can monitor everything. And it's it the, right. he showed the this way cool video with awesome. a beach ball where it kind of just like rolled off yep. the table and he was able to find the data and like things rose and, and it all correlated yeah. like ion spikes and so whatnot. Cool. So cool. I was blown away. And he designed it all himself. Again, so if you want to check out his like his page, it's Southern Michigan Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. Shane. It's freaking a genius and he does things a lot different than what you've ever seen before hopefully we can have him on our pod or be on his pod and have a great conversation with him about everything because boy oh boy is he a smart dude super smart made me feel stupid <laughs> yeah and we know what we're doing so that's the fun part we like to believe we know what we're doing. hey i'm an expert <laughs> we're professionals allegedly <laughs> okay i think I think we covered enough of Ghost Drama without, you know, just prancing around the bush enough. Right, because like, we will be having awesome. a video released. I took a lot of eventually. video. I got to do a little editing. We still have another video in the editing process that needs to come out too. So I think we're gonna do it in chronological order. So we get the one that we did earliest out, and then we do the next one, and we get that out. Which I think we've mentioned it before is Lake Forest Cemetery woo woo. in Grand Haven. So. Frederick Holman. Holmes. Holman. Holman. Frederick. Holman. Frederick Holman. Holman. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't think of his name right off the, the rip for some reason. Maybe it's because I'm hungry. The, the Grand Haven Ripper. The Gripper. The Gripper. <laughs> that sounds weird. Yeah. Grip it and rip it. The the door door handle strangler. The old lady hanging out the door handle strangler. <laughs> that's what he did. Don't like that's what he did. Down. He hung a lady with a tie from door handle. Which is weird that I leave ties on door handles. Could have been in a past life. Don't tell me that you're masturbating, choking yourself with a tie on your door. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's a little fucked up, but it's kind of really funny, actually. Because people actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. They do. People do some weird fucking things. People are just weird in general, man. I can't. I mean, I, like, I love people, hate people, all in the same breath. But there's some weird motherfuckers out there, and I'm here for it. But do you know what I'm also here for? Story time. Story time. The campfire's lit. We're trying to figure out, ladies and gentlemen. Does it go bump? All right. right. Flip the coin. We're going to see who reads it. Live. I'm going to call it in the air. Live and direct, people. Tails. Ted. That sucks. Do you want to read it or do you not want to read it? I'll read. Motherfucker. All right, I'll start because it's uh, quotations. Actually, who's it by? What's it called? It is by the Horror Architect, and it is called They Hide in the Light, if you didn't know by the title of this podcast. But you read the last one. All right, fine, fine. You can read it. You can read it. (laughs) Let me just guilt trip you. All right, then you start in the quotations, and then I'll read. Oliver, can you please turn off the lights downstairs? I remember being a kid and hearing these words. I dreaded them. 
It was my job in the family to turn the lights off downstairs. To be the one that welcomes darkness into a familiar space. To have it chase me up the stairs. Darkness cannot chase, but that's what it felt like. I remember being relieved when I arrived at my room. I felt like I had won a race, one that you needed to win. I felt safe in my room. The constant reassurance of the lights telling my eyes that there is no danger nearby. The lack of shadows to hide in. The doors and walls keeping me safe. But I really shouldn't have felt safe at all. You wonder why you only see these monsters in the dark. Why you only become aware of them in the dark. I have learned that in the same way we hide in the shadows. The light is their shadow to hide in. To wait. And one day, it stopped waiting. I grew up in a two-story house with my sister and my parents, your typical American family home. There was nothing particularly special about the house or the area. We were niche neighborhood, and we knew everyone in it. Everyone was so friendly, you felt safe enough to lock your doors at night. Then things changed, subtly at first. In hindsight, these were the warning signs that I now try to tell you. Aggressive page flip. It started with small noises, a constant scratching on my bedroom window. I told myself I was just the nearby trees, the continuous almost rhythmic creaks of the attic floor above, a random rattle of the closet doors. These noises felt far away and never really interfered with normal life. It continued for about three months before it started to become more than just noise. First, leaky faucets. The house now had a permanent stench of offness. Then doors opening on their own, even locked ones. A blanket of sorrow seemed to engulf what was once my happy family, and for no apparent reason either. The sounds had also gotten closer. At this point, the creaks now originated from right beside my bed. The scratching on the window got louder and one day I noticed visible scratch marks they had come from the inside. My parents were not superstitious. They believed that everything had a logical and rational explanation. When I told them about all of this, they had disagreed, sorry, disregarded, disregarded it as my imagination. Oliver, can you please turn the lights off downstairs? Motherfucker. Okay, it's not in there. <laughs> this was the night that it stopped waiting, and I remember it vividly. That night, I headed towards the lights and braced myself to sprint before I flicked the switch. Ready, set, blick. I dashed up the stairs straight to my room with no, with the familiar, relieved feeling of having won the race again. I settled in to relax on my bed, to read a comic or two before falling asleep. Ollie, please, can you turn the lights off downstairs? You'll rack up the bill. Mom, I just turned them off. Sophie probably went downstairs or something. Ollie, Sophie's in her room. I know you're scared of the dark, but please don't lie to me. Now, do your job, please. <laughs> I reluctantly opened the door to my safe haven and headed toward the light switch downstairs again. I figured it was just an electricity issue. Ready? Set. Flick. That sounds so dirty. <laughs> I dashed up the stairs, but before I could close the door to my room, I heard a familiar click downstairs. The lights were on again, 
but so was the kitchen faucet. Dead. Dead. There's someone downstairs. I usually called for my dad whenever I was afraid. He always showed me that there was nothing to be afraid of. I remember him coming out of his room a bit annoyed as I had interrupted his work, but he put on a comfort face once he realized I was scared shitless. It's alright, Ollie. Look, no one's downstairs. I'll check it for you. I watched him go downstairs, then out of sight, as he went to investigate. I waited for what seemed like forever, just staring at the stairs, waiting for my dad to say everything was alright. Then the faucet turned off, and he had arrived at the light switch placed so conveniently near the base of the stairs. Nothing here, Ollie. Someone just forgot to turn off the kitchen tap. He turned off the lights and walked upstairs to comfort me. Relief was overwhelming. Click. The buzz of the light seemed to have gotten louder, as if to mock how futile our attempts were of turning them off. Wait here, Ollie. I just need to check the electrical board. I watched my dad go down the steps again, each foot making that familiar thump on the stairs. Then my dad stopped midway. His head turned to look at me, and he was looking at me funny. I remember his face vividly. It was a mixture of shock and intense sorrow. His body was still facing the base of the stairs. His neck was facing the wrong way, and I just like that, he was dead. The following thumps of his body falling are still etched into my mind. Ollie, is everything alright? My mother was once a bright and bubbly person. The moment she stepped out and saw my dad is when the light in her extinguished. Her screams were cut short by the lights downstairs. They had switched back off. This revealed the darkness that had done this to dad. It was just vaguely humanoid, only a silhouette, and walking up the stairs. Their walk was almost an awkward slow motion as it, if it knew it'd be getting me eventually, and I somehow knew there was no escaping it. My mother had other plans. She snatched me into her, into her room, hid Sophie and I in the bathtub, and called the police. My father's cause of death was officially labeled as a stairway accident. It was the most obvious answer, after all. 12,000 people die of stairway accidents a year. This was all 31 years ago, and I'm now 45. My mother, my sister, they were both killed in similar fashion. My mother's was a bathtub slip. My sister's was a bedfall. But I know better. I had survived this long. I have learnt that these creatures cannot hurt you in the dark. Similar, similar to how I cannot see them in the light, they cannot see you in the dark. Which is why I have lived in the 25 years in darkness. Living with the sight of these creatures in exchange for the sight of me. They're in exchange for their sight of me. As long as you're dead silent, you will live to see another day. I write this because I am tired of living in the dark. I write this to warn you of my story. To look out for the signs that you or your family have been marked. The signs that you have gotten tired of waiting. They have gotten tired of waiting. I will turn on my lights now. Finito. Flick. Flick. Ready. Set. Flick. <sighs> Motherfucker. That's pretty good. That, that was, was good. That was. It wasn't the most. 
crazy, but it was good. I wasn't I'll, expecting his dad to just come up with his head turned backwards. and. I'll give it like a 3 out of 10 bump. Not that the greatest. Low? Not the greatest. Maybe maybe a four and a half. Maybe I'll go four and a half out of ten. So uh, uh, uh. half-hearted. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's good, but I don't think it's. It doesn't. It has a lot to live up to. It in doesn't this have series. the punches we we get sometimes with these, like Big Money and Homicide. Yeah, that one punch. It needed a little more background story, I think. Just a little more. It was very. It felt very quick. It got. It got right to the, the point really quick. Maybe that's the point. Maybe it was meant to be a short creepy pasta. True. I also read not. I wouldn't say like monotone, but like I go at a very steady pace too. Like maybe it's supposed to like get like. You're saying your delivery wasn't all it could have been. Maybe that could have dampened the bumpness of this story. Maybe I feel like I read it decent. I don't know, folks. Tell us what you think down in the comments below. Who's a better reader? Who do you like hearing more read the stories? Tell us in the comments. Like, comment, subscribe. Okay. Well, I think we should give one more? the horror art detect one more, one more? chance. The because we found another story of his on the No Sleep Reddit form. And this one also has a considerable amount of upvotes. Hey, like this one did, which is why I selected that one. Say, what's up, fam? Apparently my daughter is scared of the mic. As soon as we turn the mic off, though, talk, 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 talk. Yep. But we also told her to be quiet in here, so she's a bang. Violet, do you want to talk? No. No. Okay. okay. All right. Are you just going to listen? So let's get into this story. I am a forensic pathologist, and I'm crying for help. I feel like we read one like this, but not this one in particular. We may have. Like a forensic pathologist? Like, I know we've talked about it before. I don't know. If it, if it sounds familiar and it's the same story, I'm sorry. We don't Violet. we do not do it too hard looking for the old ones because yeah. we think we already read all the good ones and then we look for more. Yeah. All right. So. You got it. You got this. I am not insane. At least that's what I keep telling myself. It's perfectly normal to be afraid of the dark. The dead. The dead that lingers in the dark. I'm not usual one to question my sanity, but as I sit here in the parking lot of a closed retail store, rain pattering on my windshield, the only thing I can really question is my sanity. I'm a forensic pathologist, and I work my ass off to get here. Damn proud where I am. The only real downside to my job is I spend most of my time in the morgue, and for the hospital I'm at, well... For most hospitals, usually, it's in the basement. You see, I don't really have a problem with that. The dead are dead. I find that being able to provide closure to these families of the deceased is fulfilling. You don't have much of a long way just being able to prove a why to the death of a daughter, a mother, a son, a father goes on. And that's what I do. The only real issue with the place is that it hasn't seen a fresh paint job in at least a hundred years so everything is a bit dated it also has the constant smell of formaldehyde which i can only describe as burnt vinegar but the place provides for the job and that's all that really matters my day usually starts with a body i perform the autopsy examine it do the paperwork ct scan this means i usually spend at least half the day in the morgue and the rest in the opposite room separated by a hallway and double doors. 
The office room is laid out so that I can peer through the window of the doors and have a view of the morgue. My technician is usually sitting, it's still working when I file the reports, so it's helpful to still have an idea of what's going on should I need to go inside. That's appeared into my life for the last five years, not accounting for the decade of studying before that. And after what happened and what is continuing to happen, I question if this life is still for me. I've been assigned to afternoon duty for a while now. It usually starts around 4 p.m. and ends at about 2 a.m. So I'm in the morgue until late hours of the night, and although my morgue technician is usually with me, I often stay later than they do in order to file the reports. Without them, they're the only noise that fills the room is the strong present buzz of an incandescent light bulb which gives me the ability to see yesterday was a particularly difficult start to the day my technician ned was late and that had placed the job of the body preparation and the autopsy to myself this set me back hours and when he finally arrived at 6 p.m i was in the middle of the autopsy i remember being mad but I was relieved that he had shown up at all. The rest of the day after that was fairly normal, except at around 1am. Ned began to feel a bit ill. Considering we are amidst a pandemic, I requested that he go home for the day, as all I had left to do was store the body and file the reports. Whilst wheeling the body down the hallway to the storage room, I saw Ned walking towards me. His walk was uncanny. It's almost as if his joints weren't bending the right way from a normal stride. He walked right past me without a single look in my direction. The exit to the morgue and to the main hospital floor is opposite the storage room, so I wondered why he was even coming from this way at all. Didn't think much about it, though. I stored the body, went to my office, and settled in for a particularly late night. After 30 minutes in, I realized I had forgotten a report in the lab. Going to the lab from my office allows you to have a view into the hallway. This hallway isn't straight as it curves off heading towards the storage room, placing doors to the body storage out of sight. I glanced towards the end of the hallway as I made the short transaction from transition sorry from my office to the lab i noticed that the hall (laughs) lights from right around the corner were off electrical faults are bound to happen but at this moment i did not care i usually did not have a problem with the body storage at this moment with the lights off i can only say that evil was emanating from around that corner and i could feel its presence fill the entire hallway i stared at it for a while felt like an eternity and could swear I had seen something momentarily peek out from around the corner. As quickly as that feeling came, it faded. The lights buzzed back on and all was well. I was tired and it felt right to laugh about how stupid that was, getting scared at lights turning off when I knew the morgue probably hasn't been renovated in my lifetime. (laughs) I grabbed the mystery reports and went back to work. I would be lying if I said I just continued. I had a shiver that lingered. It was almost as if it was a drop in temperature. The presence felt in the hallway never went away. It just faded, backed away, and now resided 
behind me. It was now 3 a.m. The heaviness of the day was starting to sink in, and I figured I could just finish the final report tomorrow. I went to the filing closet, back turned to the office door when I heard some noises. The noises were soft at first, but they eventually grew louder. The unmistakable thumps of someone walking along a tiled floor, sounding as if the feet were soaked. I had no... I paid no attention to them at first. I figured it was my heart pounding in my head, but it stopped. And it had stopped at the front of my door. Evil emanated from behind me. The same evil in the hallway earlier that night. I was scared, truly in fear, but I could not help but turn around. The only thing I could see through my office door was the light lab's lights were off and something was scruffling around inside. For a brief second, it looked at me. Its face looked like Ned's, but its eyes? It had none. At this point, I do not care about anything. I booked it. I dashed out of the office and ran up to the fire stairs to the main hospital floor, then all the way to my car. I could hear something behind me for that entire time, chasing, its footsteps matching mine with every stride, and the only way to tell that something was there was the distant sound of wet-sounding footsteps. This brings me to where I am now, at a closed retail store parking lot, in my car, in the rain. I post this here to cry for help. I truly believe that as soon as I leave this car, something out there, something from the morgue that isn't supposed to be here is going to hurt me. Please help me. Well, well, well. Which one did you like more? I think I like this one better. Really? Ooh, that's... Yeah. I like the mysteriousness of how he doesn't describe what he's seeing, but it potentially could be Ned. What happened to Ned? That's my bigger question. Yeah. Is it Ned, but he's like all fucked up now? Is Ned possessed now? Was it a demon? This is written by the same person. What if it's related? Oh, that'd be fucked. Like... This is his account of, like, what was going on at his house. And then this is the account of him in his personal life and how it's affecting him. That would be kind of fucking crazy. I, it feels more... That feels more believable than the shadow figure stuff. Because he's talking about pandemics and working at a morgue. These are the only two stories he's posted. Not bad, man. I enjoyed them. They're not bad at all. I definitely think we've read worse. I'm still gonna give her right around a five. I'd say a five's about right for this one. Five is a solid. I think it was. I think the second one was better too. Honestly, my nose got really clogged for a minute. I think it's because Button was rubbing against my face while you're doing that. (laughs) Now he's unzipping your hockey bag. I don't know how cats can do what they do, but they do. They do that. They just do do. But I think. I think, I think honestly, I think this dude should continue writing creepypastas. He I can only get better. If and these, these are his bad. actual life stories, I'm sorry, bro. You should probably look into a new line of profession, and you should probably find a new family. <laughs> <laughs> and you should probably just work in the dark. Yeah, or maybe you should just turn your lights back oh, on. Oh, shit. He said he turned his lights on, and then and now this the shit's happening at the morgue. Uh, that'd be fucking crazy. If we say that this person's telling them, you know, life story, we don't actually know. We're totally mad living. We're in that, the dark but... here. It's probably not in 
in the context if of we're reality. In the dark, we're but, safe, but our lights are on, so we're fucked. I can see you. You can see me. I'll kill you. <laughs> it does point out an interesting fact, though, that does. I have had paranormal things happen in the daytime. Ghost things it's don't not just happen out of the norm. It's definitely not. It's like a when there's energy, there's energy. It doesn't matter what part of the day or night it's in. Although nighttime seems to be more active, but I also believe that's because there's less less people moving and doing things, taking to, that energy and to distract you from that's very true as well because you're more attentive when there's more things going on like to the things around you think about all the things you see when you're at a store when covid was happening and no one's in the store i could see so much more compared to when you're at a busy store how much shit you forget peripherals like you don't actually see because people are taking your attention away from it it's very true because you're watching out for people or you're weird like me and just people watch yeah i people watch all the time i'm not gonna lie to you it's kind of hard not to people watch when you got all these creatures walking around <laughs> and i mean there there's some, there creatures. Are some creatures out there I'm not trying to be mean either but i'm not just trying saying. to be mean but i don't think everyone's a human no i don't either honestly i, I like no if aliens are real which i believe they could they're be, here they're gonna look just like us. They're already here. I don't know what show it is, but Melanie was telling me the show that's on you Hulu, where they're like aliens and they travel the galaxy and like oh they look like people and they're just they're aliens. I mean there are aliens that look Fuck. like aliens too. But I don't what know. what show is it? I know the one she's talking about. I haven't watched it, but I've seen the trailers and all the stuff yeah. for it. It makes I know, you think. I know what you're talking about though. It makes you think. I still want to go see the movie Nope. The one that uh, you know a movie Jordan we've never Peele. seen Antlers. It's out. <laughs> we have still never seen it. It's it's good. It's I hear it's pretty good, but people are also very indifferent about Fleshwalkers. And Wendigos. People don't like it when you say Wendigos, because it's superstition. You gotta call them Fleshwalkers. They're flesh pedestrians. <laughs> Honestly, it's just more fun to Body call them flesh snatchers. pedestrians. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, I think I think flesh pedestrians my favorite. <laughs> so, with all that being said, hopefully, we hopefully I'll say it twice because I'm I'm pulling for this to happen. Soon we'll be able to do another investigation with Tommy, or another another couple of things that we have lined up we have to pull the trigger on for investigation stuff to continue the investigation series so should we reveal it to people where we would go with tommy i don't know not or should yet. we hold it to our we'll hold, it. hold the candle we'll to hold our hearts the candle to it for now I like that but just know that there's things coming down the pipeline like, i mean we always all, have stuff coming up we're right? always working on stuff it's as you know it's always scheduling it's very hard to schedule around three different people's lives that all work and do a lot. a lot of things outside of just the podcast. And Tommy is a very busy man, and he edits a lot of videos, and he does a lot of work, like for his videos. So, but I think it'll be a lot of fun once we do actually get to do that again because it's always cool hanging out with him and his crew and everybody knows like Randy, Danny, and Drew and all them, awesome people. Everybody we met over this past couple of years doing paranormal. Ever, anything and anything and doing these ghost dramas and just you know like 
connecting through. Yeah, shout out to the community we started. The oh Young yeah, Bucks paranormal. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's amazing how many people you meet that are just genuinely awesome people that are also into this stuff as much as we are, and they share the same passions. It's it's pretty cool. It's great to see like. When we first started this podcast, I know we're always talking about like we literally talk about this a lot. Like, it was just for funsies. We were like, uh, I don't know if we're ever gonna like make friends doing this, you know, like other podcasters and creators. And it's just crazy that it took this long to finally find people that are like, you guys are cool. I like what you're doing. It honestly didn't even take that long. It took longer than I anticipated. Probably, yeah. like within in like, hindsight, yeah. Like you know, everyone from Indie Pods United. That was a crazy. That was thing that still happened. one of the cooler experiences we've got to do too. And hopefully they'll one day do it in person one, which would be awesome. Because like, like coming I'd from the so start, we never thought we would actually be able to like maybe network with people at all. We didn't know how, how people in the par- like paranormal people community still don't interact and, with us very often in the podcast community. Like you know, like it is man eat man world out here yeah I there's mean, a lot of content we don't want to step on toes consume. they don't want to step on toes and we are extremely grateful for everyone that listens to our show like we look at the analytics at least i do and i keep him up the tabs of what yeah he does around. he keeps me going and like, he makes my days happier. we can release the episode and you guys are on top of it it's crazy and it's so awesome to see it and we appreciate that and for all the new listeners that are joining and have joined recently it's it's such a wonderful time to have you because we're just now honing our craft to the point where we're pretty happy with the production value that we're getting to and everything that we've done and the new segments and stuff that we're reaching out to try to do it's it's a fun thing to do man if you if you have any ambition to do your own podcast or talk or just do something that's out of your norm do it it's worth it right you'll enjoy it if if it's something that you're passionate about do it it's worth it definitely and the thing is is like if you have a creative mind and you like to create the juices start flowing when they start going when you start going and working on it like it's amazing how many ideas come to you like we created a card game out of our podcast Mm -hmm. well and the funny things too like if you look at how many hours that we've done this now technically there's a lot like there's days worth of work put into this and it was like before it was just like let's just talk have fun whatever now it's like i enjoy this every week and we've done so much of it where it's like i've learned a lot i've laughed a lot like it's it's crazy like to if see we how keep far. up on the pace that we're at i mean i know we've missed a couple weeks and hopefully we can balance my that wedding's out. coming up too so it's like it's only getting crazier yeah so hopefully we can balance out some like multiple week you know multiple episode a weeks here coming up but like we're almost doing you know 50 episodes a year 45 50 episodes bad. a year and that's that's pretty good yeah, it's it's a good pace for sure i know i know no, my fiance jenna is always telling me that we need to make more content because one episode a week if like 45 minutes long is not long enough she needs to get through as many as she can because she loves listening to this stuff. And I know there's other people that feel the same way. So hopefully, you know, once this recession kind of comes off of it a little bit and we can get more equipment and we can start, you know, pushing out more things and, you know, 
be able to like do some remote stuff where we don't always have to meet up because that's one of the bigger reasons why we can't do always like multiple things in one day yeah we're we're pushing to get after work and get out here and do this and it's it works but it could be better and i would love to be able to make five episodes and release you know two a week three a week or if we have just a boatload of them ready to rip let them rip yeah right now we're sitting like as they come out is as they're happening yes very much so there's not a, a ton of editing that goes into this process either i know we're spouting off like we're where's the spookiness but this is one we thing that had, we like, haven't a, really touched on in a while we haven't like had a talk talk with you guys and explaining what's going on with the podcast why things are here and there but like we try to stay with you guys as much as we can keep you up to date but again your feedback it's also, is so necessary too like it helps is so amazing much. and like we still want to do this listener special if you have a story you would like us to read or a story you want to tell or pick like, out anything it doesn't have to be like your own stuff just like, have to just communicate with us, us we'll know. set up a plan we'll make it happen we can do the interview remote if you don't live near us or we talked to in people in country. alabama like we literally did that not that long ago which we need to have them back on and talk more yes, about stuff we do definitely shout out j jnt unsolved but again like we absolutely we care about our night crew you guys are what keep us motivated to move forward and to continue to do this podcast and continue to have great ideas it would be great if you go buy us some merch because we released a bunch of brand new designs and they're freaking awesome i'm gonna pour shame give us cash app money (laughs) (laughs) if you want to support us everything's down below like we are thinking about maybe doing like a a, a patreon subscription type, type thing, thing. Like, I, like i hate to say paywall but a very small donation goes a long way for us because it helps us buy new equipment it helps us keep the pod functioning because this isn't free that's the only thing that sucks about having to do this stuff when you really want to make it more than just what it is you got to put some time and money into it and it would really help us if we could just get you know a dollar you know like you don't have to give hundreds and hundreds of dollars like i know people see these streamers on twitch and they're getting hundred dollar donations we are not expecting that if you gave me 50 cents and you said if someone make donated 50 cents to the podcast me and him might just be like go crazy yeah because <laughs> we would freak be out when we get a awesome. merch sale when i get a notification we got a sale for like, merch woo, woo. i go bro we sold a shirt yeah because <laughs> like every every little bit helps it really does like, we love it we love this when we see the support come back to us yeah because it's it's very hard for us as it is to work live our lives outside of this and do what we do and then actually have enough money to start traveling to get to these locations and then it doesn't that's the it's big not thing. free to like that's, get in there either that's the big thing is we just want to like to be able to go investigate money more from the podcast to actually like finance itself like we treat this like a business if you guys don't at know. this point yeah like our five-year plan we knew we were going to be negative for a long time yep it's fine we're already way negative very much so (laughs) we're red limited but it's okay because we're going to keep grinding and it's not going to stop us but eventually we need our listeners to help us out and that and that and that means like to like i keep stuttering when i try to say stuff but it's like if you were to donate you would get access to things that the people wouldn't have access to if they just listened to it yes. for free. If we and that's were. what the paywall would include. Yeah. 
So like bonus content. We've had know, a plan written like down that. for a really long time. We just haven't. It's done hard it. to implement it because it's very, it's a scary thing being like, can you give us money? Even though I poor shame us in all fun, because it's funny, but nobody ever has. And it's like if we do this and we make more content and hide it behind the paywall, are people gonna stop listening because of it? That right. was my biggest fear. That's what we fear. It's we don't want to seem like we're only in it for money, as we've said a million times. It literally no, doesn't matter to all. us. But like I coming from the business side of me, I just want to have more access to being able to do more things for yes. the podcast. Because like right now, if we want to go on an investigation, we're talking it's to the all building, out of and they're like, "It's five hundred dollars," and we're like. Jeez, that's five hundred dollars plus a hotel. That's not, plus yeah, it's food, not including plus gas, food, gas, plus cost of going. Of this. Mm. And if we do the trip, like we'll never gain that money back. And some locations cost more to rent out for a night than others. Because like we're not making money off any monetization no. at all, people. Like if you think we are, we're not. We the merch goes have... straight back into the pod. Yeah, this merch literally would go right back into the account to pay for our website like literally exactly what happens that's exactly what happens so i mean and honestly if you go buy merch it helps us because you get some cool swag yeah that too and And it goes back into the pod yeah and And it gives us exposure that's very much very very true like we said this is a business it's a brand like eventually we're going to like trademark everything and all of that so like again coin the phrase like you buying our merch and all of this helps us do these things to successfully more improve our brand and actually like uh-huh. get a tax ID behind it. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I start having to pay taxes on this, I know we've made it. Although yeah. I know I think we're doing. <laughs> Listen to great. us, people. This is the only time you'll ever hear us say this. We want to pay taxes. <laughs> wow, I never thought I'd say that, but I'm saying it. But that just means I'm successful. <laughs> it means we have a business that's generating income. <laughs> I love it. But as you can oh, see, we boy. come to you totally lighthearted. Like, we're just speaking our minds here. We're just a couple of guys Because we and haven't a cat. spoke to our minds to you guys in a long time. And we like to do that because it keeps us human and it keeps us real. And we're not always weird, weird, fucky, I say weird shit all the time. Oh my god, my mic just fell off the table. <laughs> we I are, that means we we are those down, weird though. people you hear say things that you're like, why did they say that? We are those people. We are those people. I'm just going to hold this. We should probably shut her down because my mic just fell <laughs> off the table. I'm good with it. <laughs> but yeah, you folks, you know the deal. You can find us pretty much everywhere you find freaking podcasts. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and to keep Years eyes open for what really goes. Bump in the night. I'm hungry, bye. <laughs>